When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Sitting in for Tom Bernard, I'm Dave Schrader, along with Mike Molina. Andy Brad Bernard and the Hackmaster Ralph to Basham, MD. Strange Ways to Die, probably one of the most terrifying stories I've read in a long time. Coming up next, Ralph, I want you to weigh in on this. And Mike, I can already see your skin crawling. We'll be back with the Tom Bernard Show right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom here for Walzer, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram in Hopkins. You're invited to a new vehicle show Tuesday, May 1st from 6 to 9 p.m. They are launching the new 2019 Ram truck. This is the most widely anticipated launch in Ram history. If trucks aren't your thing, you might want to check out the city's largest inventory of Jeep Wranglers. There'll be food and refreshments and giveaways. This is a low-pressure, fun evening, and with Walzer's upfront pricing and lifetime powertrain warranty, they can make the buying process fun as well. Everyone who attends will automatically receive a coupon worth $500 towards the purchase of a new Ram or Wrangler. When you stop in, ask for Campbell Walzer and tell him I sent you. Though I love to tease him because he's Paul's son. He is a great guy, though. Uh, and has always taken good care of us. Put it on your calendars, Tuesday, May 1st, from 6 to 9 at Walzer Chrysler in Hopkins. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Welcome back. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Knock, knock, knock. This song is forever ruined for me, Mike, by uh, GNR. Yeah, that's the only way I can hear it now in my head, no matter who sings it. Because didn't Clapton do a pretty good uh, yeah. version of this too? Yep. I just hear Axel Merman singing it. All right, this uh, top story today from KLFY Channel 10. Why not KFLY? I don't know. It's KLFY. I'm just going with what they've got for me. Then it would be KFLY. Eaten alive. Woman known for her beauty suffers a horrific death at a nursing home. An investigation uncovered a Georgia nursing home resident died from scabies infestation. A forensic pathologist who reviewed the case estimates millions of parasitic mites essentially ate her alive over what could be several months or possibly years. Hmm. being eaten alive by scabies. According to a pending lawsuit filed by the family, 93-year-old Rebecca Zenny died back in 2015 from scabies at the facility. The autopsy report shows the cause of death as septicemia due to crusted oh. scabies. Yeah, well, septicemia. Well, she wasn't eat. 
No, no, no. She got a inf- bad infection. Yeah. Septicemia that, that got into the blood and, yeah, something. Yeah. Oh, it says here, state health officials were notified about a scabies outbreak at the nursing home multiple times but did not inspect the Lafayette, Georgia facilities. Zenny's family say their mother lived the American dream. She worked in a naval yard during World War II, modeled in New York, and worked at a TV station in Chicago. Zenny's daughters, who declined to be interviewed on camera, says she moved her mother into the Shepherd Hills nursing home back in 2010. Health records show Zenny suffered from dementia. Mike Perito and Stephen Chance are attorneys representing Zenny's family in a lawsuit against Pruitt Health, which operates Shepherd Hills nursing home where Zenny died. I don't understand how you can allow a human being to suffer needlessly, said uh, Perito. Scabies is a painful but treatable skin condition caused when parasitic mites burrow into your skin, lay yeah. eggs, and survive off of your body. Pictures of Zenny before her death show flaking skin and her hands have been blackened. Chance claims staff were told not to touch Zenny's hands. There was a conversation at the nursing home with a health care provider about being careful about touching Mrs. Zenny's hands for fear that it might fall off her body. This is before, oh, uh, hmm. good Lord. Yeah, 11 Alive News asked forensic pathologist Dr. Chris Sperry to review Zenny's autopsy report. He's the former chief medical examiner at the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. Sperry said he's personally conducted more than 6,000 autopsies and supervised more than 80,000 others. This is one of the most horrendous things I've ever seen in my career as a forensic pathologist, said Sperry about Zenny's autopsy report. Sperry estimates hundreds of millions of mites were living inside Zenny at the time of her yeah. death. He doesn't think it's an exaggeration to assume she was essentially eaten alive and that she likely died a painful death. Having seen what I've seen Mrs. Uh, with Mrs. Zenny, I think it's frankly a good characterization, said Sperry. I would seriously consider calling this... A homicide by neglect. Yeah. A lo- local television station called and emailed Pruitt Heath's chairman, communications director, and an attorney representing the company numerous times for a response. Not one person responded. What a surprise there, huh? Oh. Eaten alive by scabies. Oh, and it's it just like crazy because, you know, they're, that whole process of, uh, of them burrowing, burrowing into your skin, you know, all the inflammatory reactions. So you're just, you're always miserable all over. Oh man! Can you uh, believe it? That? Sounds oh. like she was so out of it that she might not have even known what was going on, though. Well, dementia just makes you kind of think different thoughts and random thoughts and patterns, right? But does oh. that you still feel pain? So, so, so locked in your locked in your head, oh. sort of. Yeah, you know, even though you don't know what's going on around you, I mean, you still are sensing. Oh, what a horrible thing! I, maybe, yeah, that might be it. That might be yeah. That I might, told you that, that might, might be it. The yeah. worst possible way. <laughs> over several months, maybe several years, yeah. just being eaten alive to the point her hands turned black and nobody well, she would lost, do anything. Yeah, she lost circulation to her hands oh, uh, yeah. because of chronic infection or, you know, who knows, or it could have been just that over infestation just in her hands. Oh, man. And we were talking before the show, Ralph. Uh, oh, about give me! I need, I need some, <laughs> I need some Compazine or some Zofran. I'm getting all sick to my stomach. Or just swallow man. rubbing alcohol to clear out the system. No, that's not a good idea. Uh, we were talking before the show, uh, talking about parasites. This, Speaking it's, of parasites. It's the time of year, right, for ticks. I, that's, yeah. I'm not an outdoors guy, but uh, I've been bitten by ticks. I've, I've had the bullet mark, or what do they call the bullseye? Yeah. So I, I got bitten by a deer tick that was carrying yeah. Lyme disease. I was treated for it, but I, was, I watched this documentary called Under Our Skin. And now there's a sequel to it. I see that just came out in 2015. I have to check that out as well. But I'm blown away by this and just how destructive this Lyme disease really is and what it's attributed to. And people are realizing that people are now being categorized with um, chronic fatigue syndrome or uh, what's that other disease we mentioned earlier? Fibromyalgia. Yeah, fibromyalgia. Uh, This could really just be um, bacterial infection from this tick bite. And they actually did a test. I think there were 10 brains that they did tests on of people that died of Alzheimer's mm-hmm. and dementia. And in eight or nine of them, they found this virus from the ticks. Or the genetic marker of, right. of the infection. Right, that's uh, the word. In that. you know, and I've, I've heard that as well. And yet, um, but you have to, that has to be corroborated by other evidence. I mean, that, that you, you can have a an, an, uh, coincidental uh, occurrence that way, and it could be that. 
Now, but nine eight or out of nine, nine out of ten, yeah. that's a pretty high coincidence. That's right. But if they're all in, uh, in I mean, the, Demteen's if, happy with three out of suppo- four dentists. Suppose they were all in uh, areas uh, where there was farming. Right. And people were outside all the time, or they were all outdoorsmen. Yeah, maybe uh, they all had that. That's right. The incidence in the general population may still be ninety percent, so it's it's not meaningless. Now, if the incidence in the that's it, the general population is five percent, yeah. and ninety percent of the people have it, well, then there's a statistical significance. But it has to be. I say it has to be checked behind out for east other where things. this where the initial outbreak yeah. oh, began. Yeah. They said that it's you know most people out there are carrying this and don't even have a clue, and they're saying that it now even may be transmittable by sexual contact. Uh, so it's a venereal disease. It, well, it it can be <clears throat> by the transmission. Yeah, that's one of the the deals that they're looking at. What was really disturbing to me about this is the way that the medical community was being treated when they released this documentary, I think it was back in 2009. Because, what is it, tetracycline, right, is yes. the antibiotic? Yeah. And it's, it's a quick run, like a 7- to 10-day run. Well, if you, if you, if you f- discover a tick on you mm-hmm. and you remove the tick or, you know, whatever, if you take, you only need a single dose of tetracycline. I believe it's a single dose. I, last, I, last I was told, and so I have a bottle of tetracycline and, and so if I see a tick, even if it's a wood tick on me, I just, you take a single dose, boom, take a tick off, walk away. So, well, the, it, it, But as, as the infection goes on, then you have a more of a uh, more uh, a longer treatment. Well, they've got, uh, they've got these doctors that are featured in the documentary who, who are very proficient at helping these people that had long-term exposure to Lyme disease mm-hmm. and people that might have been repeatedly bitten and continually infected. Yeah. And the treatment is so simple. I mean, what is tetracycline? It's got to be one of the cheapest of the antibiotics. Oh, it is. It's one of the one of right. the, not penicillin is the original, but tetracycline wasn't too far behind. They're uh, they're being um, stripped of their license for treating this because the the medical community does not accept that this is a real issue, yeah, because- even though they've been able to prove. In, in this documentary, and again, I understand documentaries can be slanted to provide mm-hmm. the image they want to provide. But if you're looking at this case and you're looking at it uh, with the dramatic change that these doctors were having, and they weren't harming anyone. It was a simple antibiotic, well, which does not have much in the way uh, of side effects, does it? It, it does. It does. And there, there are risks associated with antibiotics, whether it's uh, uh, skin rashes, whether it's uh, photosensitivity. That's another uh, problem with tetracycline. But the other thing, you can also get clustered difficile. Uh, uh, sort of a horrible diarrhea, bleeding kind of problem because of an overgrowth of the bacteria in your colon. Yeah, so, they're not great for your uh, GI tract. Yeah, and not good, not good for your microbiome. So, you, you know, I, what happened, what they need to have done is they need to have a prospective double-blind study where they study as two groups of people, one that get the tetracycline, one that don't, and see what happens because some of the, if, if a, Suppose you have uh, your physician and you have 20 patients, and you give them tetracycline, they get better. Okay, well that's fine, but they may have gotten better because they've gotten better on their own, or they got better because of a placebo effect of the drug. So you, you have to there's there. It's a very complex, and these studies are take a long time because sometimes the differences that you see are not as great as you'd hope, and then sometimes they'll do a study like that, and they'll find out that one group is doing so much better than the other, and they'll break the They'll break the double-blind study to see what's going on, mm-hmm. uh, or they'll have one group that's doing so much worse than the other, and they'll break it because they're for fear that they're not treating somebody correctly, or that the treatment. So it can either be that they're not treating somebody, so the disease is getting worse, or they're treating somebody. They're not treating somebody. No, they're not treating somebody. The disease gets worse, or they're treating somebody and they're having a bad reaction to the drug, and you don't know until you break the the code. Right. Well, and in, in the case yeah. with the Lyme disease, if they're treating it, what has been a, a weird side effect of it is you're basically you're killing these parasites that are in this this parasitic it's a bacteria bacteria and if you're not flushing your body properly you're basically just carrying this dead disease in you that makes you very sick as well they said it's a a high level of toxicity and can cause you to be very sick okay if you're not flushing that out properly so some doctors are just giving the tetracycline without any kind of um, a follow-up on how to, you know, you'll start to feel better briefly t- taking the tetracycline, like the seven-day cycle, right. but then you'll start to feel worse if you're not doing what it takes to get these parasites and the bacteria out. What what uh, what is the bacteria? Uh, let's see here. It's something I've never heard of. Borrelia burgdorferi. Yeah, bor- 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 bordel- <laughs> sure, no, whatever. Bor- what was it again? It, they just they just call it Borrelia. Borrelia. Borrelia, I thought it was Bordelia. 
And they said, well, I know where you... <laughs> That's so that, a different that, kind so, of disease. Well, that, expa- that explains the venereal connection right. there. Right, that's true. Uh, Borrelia. Well, they're um, spirochetes. What's that? They're spirochetes. Oh. Like... Um, like syphilis. Well, like a lot of things. Yeah, syphilis or spirochetes, and that, and that has... So and, that would make and, sense and, then and to and the I, STDs, And I don't like. know, you know, as far as spirochetes go, the, if they have a characteristic... Uh, um, pattern of infection but uh well, I know, syphilis um, infection syphilis infection is a a chronic ongoing disease yeah in that you get an initial exposure you can get a you get an open wound a shanker uh not a canker a shanker uh on the genital area then uh or other exposed areas then you go into a it goes it could be quiescent and then it will go into a secondary phase where it showers your whole body you get a rash all over mm-hmm. your body and on your hands. That's one of the two rashes you get on your hand, on your palms, your hands, and the soles of your feet. Yeah, syphilis is real bad. And then it goes quiescent again, and then it sort of creates these things called gummas, that uh, or gummas, uh, gummas that <laughs> no <laughs> gummas <laughs> that are these uh, what they are called. What are they? They're either caseating or non-caseating granulomas. I forget which is which. Tuberculosis has one kind of granuloma; the other has the other kind. And they get these. You get in the central nervous system, and you can get a characteristic gait. Yikes! Yeah. And you can get some other central nervous system issues. Right. That are, it is. It well, is, that's one of the bad actor. The main woman in the documentary starts going through that, where she's almost unable to walk for a, sh- a period of time, <laughs> and they start dosing her, and then her husband starts showing signs of this as well. Huh. So. Then they were finding out, and there's been a lot of cases that have come out over the last five, six years, where they started treating people with Parkinson's and Parkinson's-like symptoms with the uh, tetracycline and doing these runs, and it's been helping. So is there more to this? Yeah, I mean, this there, disease right. is pretty widespread. It, it, is, it is possible there could be more to this, and certainly mm-hmm. if um, this, a, spirochete, a spirochete kind of infection, that kind of bacteria, if it has that chronicity of exposure and chronicity of an, an, a chronicity of effects in the long term, yeah. It, I mean, it's but uh, it, that that's possible. I, I but I, that I'm I'm boy I'm on really thin uh, microbiological uh, grounds here because I, I don't know that they're that spirochetes always will infect somebody in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Well, I we feel can like make that generalization. We prescribe so many antibiotics that someone would have noticed a pattern. I mean, it's like you know. <laughs> How many people with Parkinson's never get prescribed antibiotics ever again after they get diagnosed? So you'd think they would take the antibiotics for something else, notice that their Parkinson's would get better, and tell their doctor, yeah. and eventually people would be they'd start talking. Yeah, but they, the, the the treatment cycle may need to be more than what a normal cycle. A normal cycle right. would be like uh, 10 days for antibiotics. You may have to do this for like a month or six well, months. Dave said that you just have to take it. Once, well, if you? you like, if you're if you got bit today and you saw the the target, usually you get no, on just, just, and It can be then, one to seven days worth I of see. dose, depending on what the doctor wants to set you on. But for people that have had long time exposure to it, and they're being tested, and the thing is, you have to be really careful. You have to uh, look up not just any general practitioner, but a Lyme literate doctor in your area that is more proficient and actually understands the disease. Because even Lyme doctors will tell you that in some of the studies and in some of the tests that they run, the tests are not always conclusive. So you need somebody that knows what they're looking at. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll continue discussing strange things here on the Tom Bernard Show. Hi, this is Tom. If you spend any time at the lake, you can relate to the pure joy of hanging out on the dock. You, family, friends, and the calm of the water. If this sounds like heaven, you're going to want a flow dock. Flow docks are rock solid with double bracing to eliminate side-to-side sway. And get this, you can install, level, and remove your flow dock without even getting into the water. You see, Flow's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make. Right down to Flow boat lifts that are quieter, faster, and effortless to install and use. Are you starting to see a pattern here? Flow is about making things easy, meaning you have more time to enjoy being at the lake. Isn't that why you go there in the first place? See for yourself why they say they've been perfecting leisure time since 1983. See them at F-L-O-E-I-N-T-L dot com. Flow docks and lifts. A better way. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been for me to lose weight on the Nutramost weight loss plan. And now you can find out how to have success losing weight at Nutramost of Plymouth, just like me, at their free informational dinner on Monday, May 21st, 6 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. 
Those unwanted pounds will melt away really fast. I lost over 40 pounds at Nutramost of Plymouth after being educated on clean eating, finding out what foods my body prefers, and I now know the foods that our weight gain triggers. As I've said over and over again, the Nutramost weight loss plan is so easy, and they guarantee that you'll lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food. I'm never hungry. Nutramost of Plymouth has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. Call now to register for the Nutramost of Plymouth dinner on May 21st. Space is limited. To register, call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Somewhere in a corridor, someone was hurt to Goodness me, could this be industrial back on the Tom Bernard Show. Tom will be back with you tomorrow. Filling in, I'm Dave Schrader. You can check out my show at darknessradio.com, the best in paranormal talk radio. So I'm bringing the strange and twisted conspiracies to Ralph. I can watch his, I watch the vein in the side of his head just start throbbing when I start talking about all these strange things off the air. I, I, I've, I've listened to Coast to Coast uh, mm-hmm. when Art Bell was on, God rest his soul. Right. And man, it was it was nutty. It was just oh, the the, the discussions are, got so intense and so, and really serious and scary. Oh, and my wife said that she couldn't listen to it anymore because she couldn't sleep. She was afraid of it. It was it was crazy. Yeah, that was a. It is a great show. I mean, those sort of things people like to listen to. When they, and you want to listen to that? You got to listen to it at night. Oh yeah, and then you just kind of let your mind go. <laughs> and, and let it happen. We and won't sleep if you do that. We sat in uh, one night. We were doing, because uh, our show was on just before Coast to Coast AM when we were on another station. And we were doing this uh, show on this kind of domestic terrorism. These uh, major corporations supposedly are targeting people. And they will beam messages to them. They'll microwave them. They'll cr- create rashes, these things. And, and the medical community has not been able to answer questions on how people are being exposed to this. And when uh, sweeps are, are being done, EPA sweeps and such at their home, they're not finding anything that would cause these issues. So we're hearing all these weird stories. And uh, while we're doing it, I got one of the most blinding headaches I've ever had in my life. And I told Tim, I go, they're getting me, man. They're coming for me. But you watch these um, these uh, town hall meetings that they're talking, and, and they have these people come forward. And again, you think, okay, there's a nut in every town. There is. There just is. Everybody's got it. But all of a sudden, there were different people from walks of life, ex-military, uh, lawyers, doctors, um, you know, nurses, uh, teachers that were coming forward that believe that they're targeted by this. And that gets kind of strange. Well, yes. And there's you can, you can say, that, say the same thing about people who believe that the earth is flat now. There's a group of people that believe the Earth is uh-huh. flat. Sure. And even, well, it is. Look at a map. Even, <laughs> Map's not round, is it? In your face, e- e- even though, Even though, you know, uh, the, the, we have photographic evidence mm-hmm. from space. We do have. We? For, yes, we do. Yeah, but photographic how come we only have one space, picture for, one for picture, all those years? For, for one, it's not the same picture. Exactly, have, it is. We have photographic evidence. Mm-hmm. We have geometric evidence. Sure. It's just. It's just uh-huh. So you're part of the corporation, I'm aren't you? I'm part of the corporation. And it, 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 you're it, the man bringing the, us down. The, the, the world is round as a sphere. It's not just round. It's a sphere. It's not flat. I don't know about that, Ralph. Yeah, well, what do you do when you get to the edge? That's the thing. You uh, know, the, What do you do when you get to the edge? It's dome, dummy. Don't you read the news? What do you do when you get to the edge? A dome you you is hit not... the dome. You don't go anywhere. You're stopped. Like in, uh, <laughs> you're stopped. Yeah, it's like the Truman Show. Truman Show, that's yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> you just you hit the dome. It's like, a, it's like a bug flapping up against the window. It can't get out. You're there. No, I know. We, we did a show on that. And I'll tell you what, though, Ralph. You know, you roll your eyes about it. It's funny to listen to the people that do believe I it. I know. Because they've got some really interesting takes on what's going on. Well, they put and a it, lot of effort right, into this. And then you get back and you sit there and you listen. And doing Coast to Coast in our show, we, we're open to these ideas. I want to hear why you That's believe right. the things you believe. And sometimes it's really interesting when you can walk away from a show, when I go in knowing the world is round, and I walk away going, huh, that was an interesting conversation. And not meaning like, oh, that was a waste of my time. <laughs> but I'm fascinated by what was shared with me. That, to me, I love those moments, those shows. I think, inter- and I and I and I say this in all honesty. I think interacting with people who have differing opinions is 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 not frivolous, and it's an important interaction. Right. I mean, it truly is. And if even if someone you know maybe 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 misinformed, you have to respect that. And I think that our society has not 
accepted that. And no. if, you know, if I don't believe the same as you, whether it's religion right. or politics or uh, work ethic or a thousand different things, I think dialogue and things is very important for all of us to grow. And, <laughs> what do you think, so. Andy? Should I get a, a flat earth around for your dad? Hmm. I'd be interested to hear, hear what Tom has to say about the flat earth theory. He does not keep his mind open, mm. but he is polite. He won't. He won't just you know vehemently disagree and you know just like laugh at people who don't agree with him. See, you know, I, like I a lot. To... A lot of people will just like instantly shut down and you know not I'm even gonna, discuss anything. I'm going to try to get one on the show on a Tuesday when Ralph is here and you're here, Andy, because I want to hear you two take the guy. To well, task. you better be here. A, a, a <laughs> flatlander. You know, but that's what they call it. They call themselves right, flatlanders, right. don't they? Yeah. They put out a call around the world, no, which is kind of ironic, flatland, don't you think? Flatlander's a science fiction book. Could that's, be. That's a, flat Earthers. That's, that's what they call themselves. Flat Earthers. Yeah. Flatland is a the Carl Sagan thing. How he describes, uh, like, two dimensions or three versus three dimensions. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, See, that's Carl Sagan. When you start getting into the more obscure references like that, like the domestic terrorism, the fact that uh, the world is flat and, and that we've never been to the moon and that the yeah. moon is actually a satellite and when they pinged it with a, a laser a microphone, it made a hollow boom. <laughs> 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 they did when they hit it right. with a laser. Right, and then there's there's the audio that that is reportedly out there. It's the equivalent to the 13 minutes of missing Watergate tape. That when they did the first moonshot, when they went around the backside of the moon, yeah. he started describing um, structures, and that part of the audio no longer exists. But Australian <laughs> ham radio operators who were listening recorded it. And that's still out there. So there's some of that is, is pretty crazy. You start listening, you're like, well, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, well, wait. And then I, you've got one of the, the astronauts who is looking out the window, and he goes, hey, where are our thrusters? And they're like, oh, it's about 500 miles behind you. He goes, well, then we're not alone. And they're like, okay, switch to channel 9. Oh, good Lord. And they, they switch over to a controlled <laughs> channel. But that's interesting, too, right? I mean, you've got these guys that are the, the best of the best. That's what the whole movie's about. And they're up there, and they're supposed to know what they're looking at, and something's outside the ship but i'm always intrigued by what their theories are oh, and why they get to that theory oh man that is that is that is coast to coast party line i'm listening to yeah. you that is the greatest well how about the fact that well, when uh, well, what, when no. kubrick died there's audio and i don't know if you could find it andy if you look up the kubrick audio where he admits filming he admits it without admitting it but I he admits that he works about. that he he did a, a film for the government and basically is kind of admitting, this is what the believers have, that, that he filmed the lunar landing and that it was all done in a soundstage, which was what, Apollo, or not Apollo, but... Apollo 13. No, no, it was... No, uh, Apollo 13 was the one that went bad, right. went sour. What was the movie called? And it was like stage 13 or something, like it was, it was like that, where they showed how they faked the whole moon landing. But it's interesting that right well, after Kubrick died, they released that audio of him kind of admitting to having filmed a secret pro project for the government. Well, who released this? Someone that made it? Mm, I can't tell you. Okay, oh, don't worry about your safety. You worry about the domestic terrorism. You know, well, your purple the purple lilac well, PT cruiser out there the, is easy to, to what, find. What about the people that are that believe that the contrails from the jets are yeah are chemtrails? Are chemtrails. Yeah. What about it? Well, what about it? Yeah, what about sense to me. It makes sense to you. The what, what part? What part of it makes sense that they're that they're dosing us with chemicals or that they're creating a um, a sky a chemical skynet to keep aliens from being able to get through and uh, permeate us? Wow. wow. Yeah. Well, I, that's, I like why, that's why UFOs just... keep crashing. They oh. hit that, that invisible web. And they keep crashing? Yeah. Why well, don't they... we hit the invisible web, though? Yeah. Because it's we, invisible. We know, how to, we know where it's at. Mm. We can turn it on and off, Andy. Come on. We can turn it on and off. Well, the, how, many cra <laughs> how, many, how many alien spaceship crashes do we have to uh, account for? There's quite a few. There's and, quite... But the, you, then you get ones like Rendlesham who, who Forest. Gets them? Who gets them? The government, man. Oh, they always get them? Luckily, the United States has been involved you're in most you, of them. You're telling me that of all these alien mm -hmm. spaceship crashes, mm -hmm. not one of the one of the uh, the buddies down there in, in the south has seen one in the middle of the swamp and got into it. <laughs> got into it and, and was able to get it out of there before in his pickup before you know the, no, the, the government, government already them. knows that it's downed. They I come see. out. They so, follow those things. They follow Ralph, them. Come on. They're leaving a trail behind them. 
radioactive. And that, uh, and what that means, what's that? What you're saying is that uh, the human race is smarter than the aliens that have traveled millions of light years to get here. You know what? Sometimes you've got bad drivers. (laughs) And they just make the wrong choice. They hit the wrong button. We're smarter than, oh, man. Nobody's saying we're smarter than the aliens. They're just saying that, you know, sometimes things are shot down. They believe that there is a Tesla death ray that has been created that has been seen shooting at these things. Interesting. Interesting. There was, and this this is, this happened. Uh Uh-huh. This happened in that, um, when I was at the University of Utah, how long ago? That was, that would have been in 1974. The uh, those uh, one of the defense contract defense uh, contracts was there. They were doing research on X-ray lasers, and the physics department, or uh, it may have been the the chemistry department and the physics department there, had this announcement that they had made had made a breakthrough of developing an X-ray laser, and it was immediate. It came out. It was immediately uh, uh, put the kibosh on it. That they shut it right. They, they said no, no, no. We were, we were, we made a mistake. No, we didn't. Mm. Well, how about the cars that were supposedly going around that had the ability so, to X-ray inside your house? This was in the news a couple of years ago, and people were getting really offended and bothered you, by it. You know, some, did you know that the sheep died from nerve gas in Dugway? No, I did not. You didn't know that. That's a good. That, so, so you are you, you mocking me? No, I'm not mocking. No, I'm not mocking you because at the time, at the time, they, they, they were what were ten thousand sheep died in the Dugway proving grounds, and they said, oh, it probably was nerve gas. And the government said, oh no, we would never do. It. We're not testing nerve gas. No, blah blah blah. You know, and so they went through this whole process, and and, and eventually it did come out a few years ago that it, what that's exactly what had happened is that these sheep had died from this nerve gas test there, and you know the idea of conspiracy theories. You know, certainly is not is 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 fueled by those sort of things. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that there were some number of other things during the sixties. Well, uh, Nixon's re- resignation and all that mm-hmm. that cover up kind of thing. Those sort of things. I think that's what's kind of fueled this continued ongoing um, distrust of the government or conspiracy <laughs> theory that people and people like to have the conspiracy theory because it ge- it gives you a community. Yeah, and that's one of the basic human needs is you need a community. See, my, my issue with the whole we never made it to the moon is the fact that China and Russia have both seen the garbage we left up there, the rover and, and literally the, the moon garbage we left. Right. Mm-hmm. They would be the first two to say, we don't see anything. Yep. There's nothing up there. We've scanned every square inch of that thing. There's nothing. <laughs> they would be so happy to dissuade and, and prove that, that we were a bunch of frauds. Can you Unless, s- of course— they know. Well, of course, they're they, part of it. They part of it. Of course, they're part of it. It's 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 the uh, the Illuminati. The Illuminati control everything. Illuminati <laughs> probably did the thing. Did can you could you if you have uh, an amateur te- if you have an amateur telescope is it possible with current uh, resolution and uh, video resolution could you see garbage up there? Kind of know. Yeah, actually, you, I believe that there are a few people that have been able to get in pretty close because of the resolution and the zoom quality on, on some of the cameras and telescopes that are up there. Well, not up there, not up there, on Earth itself. Right. Well, I mean, I meant the stuff they can see up there using yeah. the telescopes. Huh. Because there are some people, if you go on YouTube, you can see some of the amateur astronomers. Well, some of the amateur astronomers are the ones that have found, <clears throat> yeah. you know, comets and meteors that are zipping towards yeah. our space. Yeah, that's and, and that's the story behind uh, Lucifer's hammer. Right. Lucifer's hammer, that, that whole story was the amateur astronomer who found the the uh, comet uh, or meteor that eventually uh, strikes the Earth. Is that the one that it comes around the sun and, and we didn't see it because it was in the sun? No, no, it's, it's the one that they, they saw it and it was supposed to come close. And, 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 and it's interesting in, the, in there when, when they were, and it was at Larry Niven, when he was writing the book, he says that this comet had been around and he says he goes through a, a lineage of this comet and he like 100, or 100 million years ago million years ago, 100,000 years ago, each time it had visited, things had changed a little bit. It came a little bit closer to Jupiter this time, a little bit closer to this time, and each time it, it had just changed ever so slightly, and then this final pass, it comes close to the Earth, but misses it, then goes around the sun, and boom, right into the Earth. It, that's a, that is a well-written book. That book is, Larry Niven does a great job with that, that and his other book, Ringworld. See, people have to learn how to use their cameras, too. Because I get so many photographs of, I know, of strange things, like blurry. It's always blurry. <laughs> not as hell. That, no, it's the, <laughs> right. the they went out in the morning and they took a picture, and you can see two other planets in the sky, like moon-sized planets. Right. And they 
a lot of people just don't understand the way a camera works and refraction and reflection. Yeah. And and I try to tell people it's like when you're watching TV and you see a car coming at the screen at night, and as its headlights are on, you'll see the headlights roll up off the corner of the other side yeah. of the screen. All you're seeing is reflection off the camera lens, and you cannot make those people believe no matter what. And I'm open-minded to this stuff. But when they're showing me pictures of other planets that are only seen through the eye of their cell phone, then I start having an issue with uh, some of the <laughs> some of the belief out there. Not all of it. You know what? It's, you, it's sometimes hard to accept the you know some of the basic laws of physics and uh, light physics. Physics, physics. If I can't see it, it doesn't exist. Uh, yeah, we get a lot of the the weird stuff with uh, the ghost photographs and, and images. And unfortunately, now there's things like ghost capture, which are apps that you can take. So I can take a picture of you, and then I can go into my app and add a ghost behind you and choose the translucency yeah. or opaqueness of it. And and then we get those all the time, and people hate when I debunk those pictures. But I'll send them, I look online and find that same ghost at Disneyland. <laughs> all right, we'll, uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back with more here on the Tom Bernard Show. Chris Lindahl's here. Talk about people wanting to sell their homes, but uh, the problem is they don't know where they're going to go. That's right. Yeah, the biggest challenge right now is you know you can sell your house and you can sell your house for more money with the Chris Lindahl team. The issue is is where are you going to go? You know, are you going to move in with your parents, your grandparents? Are you going to have a hotel, townhome for temporary housing, or are you going to move in with Tom? Well, they're not going to move in with me. <laughs> they might move in with Chris, though, ladies and gentlemen. That's K R I S, by the way. We have to reach right out to them. Where are they going to go? Yeah, so we have a you don't have to move twice guarantee yeah, like where that. there's there's five steps that we take at the Chris Lindahl team where we put those things in your contract when we represent you so that you're protected. So you don't move twice. You're in control because you're the seller. And when you find a property, then you sell. It's a wonderful thing. So you've got the answer. I have the answer. Here we go. <laughs> That's why they're America's number one REMAX results team. We'll give the first five callers a free copy of Chris's number one best-selling book sold chrislindahl.com or you can call 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. We're back on the Tom Bernard Show. Talking about strange news. A man who says he tried to commit suicide by drowning himself during a bipolar episode is now suing police in Virginia over claims they stood by as the life drained out of him. The suit, filed by Polish national Matusz Filikowski, is, uh, in Virginia alleges that Fairfax County Police actually held lifeguards back from saving him until he was clinically dead. That's what the Washington Post is reporting. Filikowski was working at the pool in Fairfax two years ago while in the U.S. on a summer program. Though he spoke little English and could not swim, he was reportedly made an assistant manager of the facility. Per the AP, Filikowski says he's suing because the 2016 incident left him with more than $100,000 in medical bills. He says he had uh, never suffered any mental health episodes before the incident, and he was later diagnosed with bipolar disorder. According to WTOP, the suit, uh, the suit names 11 police officers as well as the lifeguard supervisor and the company that runs the pool. Filikowski's attorney posted a video taken during the incident that shows the moments before he entered the pool as well as the aftermath, which uh, rescuers use CPR after Filikowski says he was clinically dead. He was left underwater for more than two minutes. What a moron. <laughs> underwater for two minutes? Yeah, this sounds like a crazy person yeah, being crazy. That, that yeah. doesn't... He spent the next two weeks hospitalized before a subsequent six-day stint in a psychiatric unit. For their part, the Fairfax County police officers uh, acted to protect their own safety and the safety of lifeguards. They say they acted quickly enough to save Filikowski's life. Fairfax County Police Chief Edwin Rossler said he uh, fully supports his officers' actions and has called the lawsuit frivolous. To me, the fact that the video is before and after but not during is pretty damning. Well, it is. I mean, you he would... was underwater Two minutes. Well, that too. Well, four minutes. What? Four minutes before you have uh, brain death. Well, yeah. Before you're dead. Before you start. Right. 
but two minutes, you know. I mean, I, I know you can drown that quick if you I jump know, in and, and you take can a be lungful, dead and you're you can, done. You, you can you can fill your lungs with uh, water and you can trash your lungs that way. But you know that two minutes, you was only underwater two minutes. But why would he edit out the actual incident of the video that he posted? Well, he may not. It may be just a video that they were able to. You know, somebody videotaped him going in, and another person videotaped him with the CPR going on. You know, people might have come from different angles on on what was going on. Okay. Did so, you hear the one? So case? we don't know what happened. So right. Exactly. We don't know what happened. Did you hear the the kid that was uh, like in one of those lazy rivers? He, him and his buddy, and. According to this, something fell off of his goggles, so he reached down, and it had fallen through a grate. He lifted the grate to grab it, and his leg was sucked into the oh, sure. the hole. So um, he was underwater for 10 minutes, and is still okay. He survived. Not that I'm putting boy, this other guy down. Okay. No, what's inter- No, he is. He's fine. He's fully recovered and back in school. Uh, what was really interesting was a family friend saw this. He dove in, and he would take mouthfuls of air and go down and breathe into this kid's mouth to keep him alive. Until they were able to, then all the cops jumped in the water and they were finally able to dislodge his leg. But it was this guy breathing for that kid. I would have never even thought of that, Ralph. That's a genius move. That's like something straight out of James Bond. Yeah, James. That's a a James Bond or MacGyver. Although that's a little dated. Right. Sorry, that dated. That's That's Bondy. That's a. That's that's a dated. Blowing the fresh air into the lungs to keep him alive. (laughs) That's That's pretty amazing. That's a septuagenarian kind of comment. (laughs) You should be ashamed. (laughs) MacGyver. No, MacGyver's back on TV now. Oh, oh. it is. There's the yeah reboot can, of MacGyver. Man, what? That mm. It's on. It's like third or fourth season. Well, they brought back Lost in Space. Speaking of old, yes, and actually that that has been pretty good. I watched the first episode and I enjoyed it. They're not going for the camp. They're going for the uh, yeah. oh, total oh, sci-fi okay. thing. Okay, well, and it's pretty decent. And it's on Sci-Fi Channel. No, it's on uh, Netflix. 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 Okay, yeah, I've yeah. seen it. I wanted on. to check it out and see it. It was uh, the first episode was really good. I haven't gotten past that. My wife and I are working our way through Dexter right now. Oh, Dexter, not. Did you, uh, did you ever watch it? No. What's the other? What's Archer? I, no, when someone not says Archer. Dexter, I think Archer. No, Dexter is the serial killer with <laughs> the conscience. He's, he only kills bad guys. Have you ever seen that show? No. Oh God, it's that. brilliant! Oh, what an amazing like, show. I got to like season three, and it just ended up getting really derivative and i was like Bleh. how dare you andy it, it ended up being uh step outside ralph kick his ass for me <laughs> it was, pick it on my show. Well, how far what's the most like recent big deal thing that happened when you were watching uh let's see well we made it through the john lithgow episodes which were phenomenal i think you missed that if you didn't get into the i no, think that's I fourth him. season that I, was a great the trinity I killer I, I don't know how far i watched yeah i saw that right i, I, I quit not long after that, though. And then uh, the fifth season was the um, uh, the motivational speaker. Yeah, I don't think I watched that. Yeah, that's it's pretty good. I like it. It's it's unique. I like the perspectives and the the personalities and his interior monologue is great. Just for watching him so, try to adjust. So so does he kill a person every episode? Not every episode. Sometimes he kills two people. So it just kind of depends. He's mm-hmm. got uh, he, he was born of blood. His mother was butchered in front of him. And he was left in a puddle of blood. So the cop that was uh, working the case adopted him and realized that this kid was, was hell-bent to become a serial killer. So he teaches him a code. So then the kid becomes a blood spatter analyst for the Miami-Dade Police Department. Oh, and, right, right. And right. then he starts using his connections to track down killers mm-hmm. that get away with it or are probably going to have enough money to get out of it. And then he just picks them off. And uh, it's, it's a pretty interesting, clever show. It's different than what's on right now, and that's what I have enjoyed about it. So I, I watched it when it first came out and was revisiting it now with the wife, but we've really enjoyed it. I think we're just starting into season six right now. The There's TV's, only eight seasons. TV's not in a great place right now. <laughs> no, and, and, but I don't know. Where, I, I, do you guys binge? Do you sit there and you'll watch an entire, like, 12-episode series like Kristen was talking about all in one shot? Well, usually I'm doing something else when I'm doing it. I don't just sit there and watch TV. I'll have the TV on while I'm doing something else. That's See, what that I may do. be why you didn't enjoy Dexter then. It's kind of the nuances Wait, of the so, show you got to pay attention to. So you, so you, you would you do, do you game? Yeah, or like you know, if I'm cleaning my house or something like that. Okay, or trying to uh, keep Hobbs from uh, tearing things apart. Yep. <laughs> and basically, yeah, I I'm always doing two things at once. I can't do that. I can't pay attention to that. Oh, I, I listen to podcasts when I garden. Well, right, but that's two things at once. Right, but it's not gardening is kind of a mindless. 
Oh, thank, thank you. you. Oh, yeah. Oh. I mean, any moron could do that. I can't. Can, oh, oh, yeah. oh so I can hardly breathe. Like somebody... with a bunch of dirt on his overalls can go out and do that. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's what you end up with. You, you feel look just like a hillbilly. Tell me you do it with just one, one, no T-shirt on underneath. You just got the, the bib overalls um, and one shoulder off. Worst look in the universe. <laughs> Your honey brings you got the the one one cuff is rolled up on your pants. She brings out the lemonade for you while you're working in the back twelve. Beer, beer, oh, beer. Oh, beer. Oh, of course, beer. Fancy. Look at you. That's, a, that's for after the after you get done uh, tilling the field. Then you get into a fist fight. And, and then you get With blood, your brother-in-law. Yeah, you, you get into a fist fight and you get you get blood all over, you know, blood all over the front of your uh, overalls. overalls. Yeah. Yeah. So. Sounds like you've been there before, Ralph. Okay, well, I, I, I watch the shows. I watch the shows. All right, uh, let's see here. A game of hide-and-seek among children took a deadly turn in East Houston, and now an autopsy begins to explain why. Fernando Hernandez Jr., age 10, was found unresponsive in a clothes dryer on Friday night. ABC 13 reports the cause of death was electrocution per the Harris County Medical Examiner's Office. Authorities provided no additional details, and the Washington Post notes that it searched online for similar stories and general warnings about dryers and didn't find news on something like this happening previously. KHOU's video report indicates the incident happened in the large laundry room available to his apartment building's tenants. Mom Christina Rodriguez says her nine-year-old alerted her to her son's condition. And my boyfriend picked me up and brought him into the house. He was purple and his eyes were open, but he was gone. Fernando later died at a hospital. A detective with the Houston Police Department confirms to the Chronicle that juveniles were playing hide-and-seek, and juveniles were the one who found him unresponsive. Hmm. Sounds like uh, wasn't properly grounded. That can happen, right? But if it wasn't on, how do you get electrocuted? Yeah, even if it's not on, I mean, the it's still plugged in. So if something's faulty, you know, if there's a connection that shouldn't be maybe there, maybe sweating in there, and <laughs> no, yeah. I mean like some something internal. I mean like maybe yeah. water got inside the circuitry and that caused a you know connection. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's probably a, a ground. But then, but then if it's not grounded, they, they are on. Well. It should be on GFR circuits. I mean, there's a, there's a thousand things, but if none of that stuff was done, yeah, you know, it's a, it's some sort of. And there, and the commercial ones are high voltage, the 220 volt. So, and a kid doesn't take much to stop. Well, if it's 60 cycles, it doesn't take much to stop their heart. Yeah, it, gets in the, it goes across their heart, stop their heart, and that's that. Okay. Yeah, it's if it, if the electricity yeah. actually goes across your heart, then it it only takes a you know in an instant to make your heart stop beating. Yep. So you know, and and, it, and the 60 cycles is close to what your heartbeat can be. And that's the dangerous part of it. So if it was a thousand cycles. The chance, the chance of electrocution is less, but it isn't sixty cycle. That's why I make sure to keep my heartbeat at a healthy one twenty. <laughs> you never want to match it up. Exactly. <laughs> match, match the cycles for your electricity. But that, yeah, that that's the only explanation because getting just getting inside there, what, unless unless it gets static electricity, that's not going to kill you because it's such a it's such a low amperage. And yeah, that's I mean, what like, it was. or he suffocated. But. After the, uh, we had a dishwasher in our Florida house a couple of years ago, and it broke, and somehow the ground just you know stopped working correctly, and if you touched the case, then you'd get a pretty bad shock. So that can happen. Yeah. Oh sure. Yeah. Sure, it can. And, and so technically, if I if you touched it with both hands, it could cross you know from one hand to the other through your heart, and there you go. Or you touch it with one hand and touch the ground to exactly. the other. Exactly. Boom. And in a, a, a nine-year-old, it doesn't take much. So. Yeah, that's why you got to uh, fix your high voltage appliances when they break. <laughs> fix. Yeah. High your, voltage, not good. So the, the, is that is that, is that the uh, takeaway message? Yes. Fix your high voltage appliances. Well, you'd be surprised how many people just like you know well you know it shocks me but it still works so i'll just keep on using it i know i oh yeah cords too man you know i have to constantly yell at my kids they plug their phone in and then lay their phone on their bed while they're sleeping charging just sets on fire yeah oh man those fires have been brutal have you seen how fast that goes when that electric spark hits the blankets and stuff are not prepared for that man well it depends on the blanket if it's a cotton blanket doesn't burn as quickly as a a polyester the polyester kind of or synthetic fabric those are the ones that go up like a torch once they're lit yeah yeah Yeah, i don't know if i'd want a blanket that's well i mean i never i i keep my phone when it's charging you know on a table because of that very thing Here's a horrifying find made behind the wall of a mall bathroom. 
Police in Calgary are investigating a horrifying find made when a mall maintenance worker tried to fix a toilet in a woman's bathroom that wouldn't flush. If you were to look at the toilet, there's a panel behind it so that when people move, it would automatically flush, says police spokeswoman Emma Poole. When they removed the panel, they found a deceased person behind that wall. Police say the body is that of an adult male, though no identity or cause of death has been determined. The CBC reports the grisly find was made Monday morning at the Core Shopping Center, the main shopping complex in Alberta's city's downtown area. Well, that's Jimmy. Jimmy Hoffa. That's Jimmy Hoffa. That's Jimmy. Investigators (laughs) do not suspect foul play at this point, and the death has been classified as undetermined, police said in a statement Monday. So what, they expect he crawled in there and just died? Well, you know, there's a lot of these people that have hidden out in malls at closing time to have a place to sleep. And they'll find these these ways in. Uh, it It isn't clear how long the body was in the wall. The bathroom is located near the food court on the fourth floor of the fourth story mall. The police believe it is possible that the man became stuck in the wall after he fell while crawling through a vent or air duct, the Calgary Herald reports. That would be the most logical at this point that it was from above, Poole says. Uh, So that is obviously something they would be looking at is if someone was crawling through the ventilation system. Do they do genetic testing to see it, make sure it wasn't Jimmy Hoffa? I don't think so. You know, (laughs) That's where they put him. They put him in. They put him in. Or Hoffa went in the head. I think Jimmy would probably be a skeleton at this point. So how long? How 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 long has this this corpse been? They don't know for sure. They're still checking it all out. Oh, they're not. Yeah, they're not quite sure. Could you? uh, They haven't gone by the food court. That smell had to be brutal. Yeah, really. No one smelled that. Well, it's coming from the bathroom. Somebody's probably just saying, I guess Whoosh. that's true. You're always making the excuse of, oh, who's <laughs> well, in there? So, some people might say, what's they, what, was, what, what kind of food were they cooking? What, right. what, you know, what restaurant was it? What kind of ethnicity was it? You know, oh. you know, some, some people might say <laughs> say that that food, oh, that food smells pretty rough. I'm not, not used to that. So, Oh, it takes the food court. Oh, brutal. Well, this has been fun ways to die on the Tom Bernard Show. <laughs> Oh, good God. What about you? Just twisted, weird stories. Uh, All right, we've got a lot more to cover. We've got more news stories we'll talk about in the next segment. Plus, we've got a visit. How is it? Is it Maya Durr? Do we know? Is that that her name? Uh, Yes, it does look like Maya to me. Yeah, promoting her book, Work That Matters. We'll discuss that. And, uh, oof, good grief, just a bunch of weird stories. I have people texting me and emailing me right now saying that after the death by scabies, all of them are sitting at their desks at work just itching <laughs> profusely and unable to uh, complete. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Go wash your hands. Ooh, this is <laughs> take a shower. Tom Bernard Show. <laughs> 